what I'm about to say. Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. Here on All Things Macabre, we discuss all the things under the topic of odd, weird, true crime, supernatural, and fiction. This podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners, so listener discretion is advised. If you find a topic we are discussing interesting, we encourage you to do some research on your own. You never know what you may learn. We are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, What the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Well, hi Shelby. How are you today? I am tired. How are you doing? I'm okay. I mean, I've been here at your house all day, but I haven't seen you. I've been working, making beds for caskets. Making beds for caskets. Well, me and Shelby's been... I mean, me and Shelby. (laughs) Me and Tina have been hanging out and running errands all day. And I've been trying to get my life together and get my information ready for today. I struggled enough trying to put up the set. You so did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I worked all day, then I come home, and I try to put the stupid setup, which is two sheets, and then of course the microphone and all that setup. But the sheets are hung up by magnets and connected attached to, to my what? light. I was gonna say connected. My light that the for some reason the cover looks like a titty. I have been told several <laughs> times. Uh, so I put a magnet on the bottom of it, and it kind of looks like a titty with a nipple ring now. <laughs> Courtney's about to spit coffee everywhere. <laughs> it does, though. <laughs> but these fucking sheets would not stay up. If it wasn't for the magnets coming apart, then the cats would knock it off, or we would bump into them. What else has happened? <sighs> they just fall. They're just awful. It's nice, blocks off half the room, but... So we need to get some, you know, sponsors so that we can purchase actual stuff. Some, something. Anything. We need to make it legit, guys. We need a setup. Which, speaking of which, thank you everybody who's listened to us since yes, the pilot absolutely. episode. I mean, this is episode... Four? Four? Wow. Four. We're almost a whole handhold. <laughs> almost a whole hand. Oh my god. <laughs> Where Dude, what the fuck? We're almost a whole hand old. I was like, you cut that out, right? I don't know. I, I, I might leave that in for you. I, I hate you. <laughs> Episode wise, you know, one, two, three, four, five. But anyway, we're gonna act like I didn't even say that. (laughs) 
I mean, we can act like it, but I think I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're on our fourth episode, I believe you have a story for us or something. I do, I do. Before we really get into this, though, I kind of want to make a little small disclaimer about the name of what I'm talking about today, and I'll explain you know within the story as to why but it is based within native american traditions or their history in general what i'm going to talk about today i'm only going to say it maybe by name once or twice and then after that i'm just going to call it sw so with me saying that what i'm covering today is going to be skinwalker ranch and why don't you say the name? Because the Navajo tribe believes that the more that you talk about it, give it attention, you know, by saying its name, you more or less give it more energy. And so it is supposed to, it is more or less respect to just not say the name. So they think it gains power by saying its name. Yes. So therefore, I'm just going to just refer to it as SW Ranch until, well, like I said, I'm probably going to say the actual name, maybe towards the very end. But with that being said, and we got our disclosure over with and talked about a few more warnings. Well, let me take that back. I will have a few more trigger warnings within the, sh- the story later on, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So in, so in Northeast Utah, SW Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, which I may just call it that, is a 480-acre ranch located within 3.5 miles away um, southwest of Fort Duchesne. That's a big-ass ranch. Yes, 480 acres. Yes. And it borders along what is known as the Ute Indian Reservation. And they also refer to it as, as I had referred to it just a few minutes ago, as the Path of the S-Walker. There we go. S Walker. That's an easy one for me to say. Okay. Does that make it a little easier for me to say it? And you understand? But it borders, like I said, what is known as the path of them. So this Utah reservation was created in 1861 with by an executive order of Abraham Lincoln. It was due to him wanting to more or less merge more tribes together to make more space for all the things that were happening in terms of... So trying to just round them up closer together so he's got more land for Americans. Yes. Yes. We will be touching on this closer to Thanksgiving a little more. Thank you. I don't know how to really phrase that. So I we like, we plan to kind of give you the real story of Thanksgiving close to Thanksgiving. So be ready for that. We see a lot about Indians getting fucked over. So this is the case here. That's a nice little segue into this. Yeah. Um, another reservation, since we're on that topic, known as the Ore Reservation, was created in 1882. And so... Lincoln decided to take the Utah reservation that had the Ute Indians on it and take the Ore Indians from their reservation and merge them together. Like I said, this happened in 1886. So the Ute Indians, the mm-hmm. Ute tribe, mm-hmm. is that where Utah got its name? I think so, yeah. Well, that's pretty damn interesting. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. I'm going to look it up as I'm talking. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. For over 150 years, both of the tribes existed together, but majority of the reservation was used by the Ute tribe, and they covered within 4.5 million of those acres. The Ute tribe is why Utah is named Utah. So it is. It is. Okay. Which, by the way, Ute means people of the mountains. People of the mountains. 
Yeah, so a little Sorry, tidbit I, there. I have to pause so I can drink my coffee. You gotta have the coffee. It's getting late, at least for me. Yes, yes. So as I had said, the Native Americans had said that the ranch bordered the path of the S-Walker. And so due to that, they deemed it as being forbidden and that they felt uncomfortable to go near it due to the history pertaining to said S-Walker. So what is the history of this? Fun fact, that's where I'm about to head, so... Oh. <laughs> you just hold on just a second. <laughs> what well, did Lincoln and whoever was throwing them all in this area, the reservation, were uh, were they aware of this at the time? Or was it just the tribes? I think it was just the tribe. But as we go on, the government finds a way, of course, of weaseling their way into this. That's American government. So an S-Walker is, the term of it is determined from the Navajo people and their tribe. And so the Ute people, they respected that because they were like, okay, you guys also experienced this. We we too are seeing these things. But it is known as a shape-shifting witch that can take the what's the word on the form of like an animal, a person, you know, if you, whatever you put the energy towards and you think about it, then it's easier for them to shape shift into that. I know that your face that you're looking at me is like, what? <laughs> That's fucking weird. They can shape shift into just about anything that they more or less put their intuition towards. I will say majority of what I was told was related towards animals, at least for this story or this story that I'm talking about in particular, majority of the sightings are animal related, but due to some of the research that I have done or just listening to other podcasts talk about it, it's been like a common thread of saying that um, usually the last form that they take, if they are ship, shape, ship, shape, shipping, <laughs> shifting, shape, shifting, um, the last form would be a wolf. Hold that thought. That, that'll that be coming up in, you know, okay. later on in the story. So they have a final form. They have a final form. So the Ute tribe believed that the S-Walker's presence more or less came around 15 generations ago. And this was due to during the Civil War. Again, as you were talking about moving people to make more space for land. Yeah. Um, so... Again, like I said, this was thought by the Ute tribe that S-Walkers were based back from generations ago during the Civil War when Mexican immigrants and Native Americans were traded into slavery and there was conflict between the immigrants and the Native Americans and regarding like, instead of fighting together and forming, you know, like a united front, they kind of went their own separate ways. No, they would have been much stronger if they would have been able to get along. And so it was more or less rumored that S walkers were created due to a curse, a generational curse of saying, well, you didn't help us. So we're going to curse you. And so that sounds like something from back in the day, more or less, if you're, not within the Native American culture, then we're going to harm you. Or, you know, if you invade yeah, our space, yeah. does that make sense? I may not be explaining that correctly, and, if I, and I apologize in advance, because as we have said before, not all of our information can be really 100%. So like I said, this goes back for 15 generations, and the S-Walkers are known to live within part of the ranch, located towards like uh, what is known as the Dark Canyon. And um, that is known to be kind of where we start in the central part of the ranch regarding where majority of the odd 
happenings, I guess you can say, supernatural happenings are reported to have in a, happen at. Um, so the first family who moved... Well, I, I gotta ask you real quick. The Dark okay. the dark Canyon. I haven't seen much on it, but I did watch something on Netflix. Is the Dark Canyon that plateau they talk about? Yeah. That big plateau kind of in the middle of the ranch or yes. some shit? Yeah. Okay. The ranch was left vacant for a significant amount of years and time. And so the first family known to come back and settle on this ranch was in 1905. That was the Myers family. And the Myers moved in and they decided to put some some type of form of buildings, you know, within the land. And majority of their buildings that they had put was on the northwest corner of the ranch. Which is close to S. Walker Ridge is what it's named as or known as. It doesn't really say why, but I'm assuming there was some type of paranormal happenings possibly. But it led to them moving all their buildings and moving all their stuff and restarting a new home on the opposite side of the ranch on the eastern side of it. Alyssa, fuck this. I'm out. I'm gonna move. Some shit's going on. I'm gonna try this other side. So completely, right, complete opposite side. It's a big ass area, so. So by the 1930s, Kenneth Myers and his wife, Edith Myers... They were known to stay on the property until 1987. During the time that they were there, they didn't really report any odd things happening that they themselves experienced, but their neighbors, like, bordering the ranch... They were the ones who reported a lot of things, um, such as in the 1950s, UFO reports were made. And just to clarify what a UFO is, is an unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean that it's an alien. It's just... No, it can be just a drone that no one knows it's a drone. Yes. And so in the 1950s, a lot of UFO reports were happening and they numbered within like the hundreds of thousands reports of happening. And a lot of them included saying that strange fireballs were coming from the sky. An aircraft that ranged within the size of 20 to 30 feet flew across the, um, the neighbor's yard. And they said that the light covered within like a football size field or like what a football field size area would be of like the light. If that so makes it sense. went from this. This lore, almost, or possible curse of these shape-shifting witches to now they're aliens? Yes. Okay. Because it's there's a lot of just odd happenings that happen there. It's not just the S-Walkers. It's like UFOs or cryptids or... It's, it's really hard to explain it. So it's like a community for odd beings or, you know, like I said, just the unknown things. Like, let's just go as far as to say aliens or cryptids. It's... That is, if you can think of it, it's happened here type thing. So it's just a catch-all for every weird thing. Yes. Yes, for the most part, yes. So by the 1970s, like I said, UFO, UFO calls continued to come through. And the Highway Patrol at the time in Utah was just kind of like, okay, we've heard so many of these UFO things, you know, recalls or reports happening that they stopped really um, taking reports from people anymore. Like, they just didn't take it. I don't really want to say they didn't take it serious, but there was, it was happening. Overwhelming? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was just... Overwhelmed with reports, I assume? Yes, to where they were just like, okay, like, this is really odd. A local rancher at the time started really noticing that majority of the time when there would be like an influx of the UFO happenings occurring, there would be bizarre reports of cattle mutilations happening at the same time. So this is where the aliens start doing the cattle bullshit. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. anal probing and digging their eyes out and whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we're we're leading into that, which is why I said there will be later a trigger warning for all of that. (laughs) Cows. 
Yes, poor cows. R.I.P. So a retired scientist by the name of Joseph Hicks, or he was also known as Junior, from Roosevelt, Utah, he began to investigate more of the UFO sightings, and he investigated up to 400 of them. God damn. And he also agreed that without a, within the 400 that he investigated, when there was a sighting of a UFO, chances are there was a, cow, a cattle mutilation that coincided with it. All 400? All 400. Dude, what the fuck? And over the years, many eyewitnesses also said that they could see, like, not really a person, but what they called as a living being in, like, the windows of the UFOs. Like, people claim that they could see someone in the UFOs. I don't think I've ever heard of UFOs having visible windows. I agree, but I was kind of like, um... <laughs> that, that's an odd one for me. I, and I will say, as I've continued to do more research... The, I, I just do this because this was de- definitely one of the stories that made me say what the fuck. And so I just wanted to share it with you and share it with everybody else because I will say I don't 100% necessarily say I believe in all of it. Some of it, sure. Because, I mean, I mean, There's I can't gotta say be something else. I can't say that it didn't I mean, happen. we've only explored, what, 5% of the ocean? True. You're right. So, I mean, there's shit that we just don't know. And so, like I said, it's one that makes me really just kind of like, hmm, it's just interesting. So, you know, I can't say that, that is, I agree or disagree. Well, that's the thing about cryptids, though. I mean, the actual definition of cryptid is an animal that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but they're not believed to exist it by mainstream science. So, yep. th- basically, it's just no proof of yes. it. yes. But there's been so many sightings over so many years or whatever. They're like, okay, there might be something to it. Like Bigfoot or yes. Nessie. Which, Bigfoot gets a shout out in our story today. Oh, does he? He does. He gets hey, a shout out. Hey, Sasquatch. <laughs> so, like I said, during all these times, all these UFO reports and craziness is happening. And the Myers are still there. They finally left the ranch in 1987. And it stayed empty for seven years after they left. And in 1994, a family or a husband and wife known by Terry and Gwen Sherman, they bought the ranch and they moved onto the ranch with their two children and their livestock because the Shermans was going to turn it into a cattle ranch. Hence why I said earlier that the ranch was also known as the Sherman Ranch. Well, it already sounds like a bad idea because haven't these cattle already been mutilated there? I think it was more or less of a thing of like, oh, it's hearsay. Because remember, the Meyer said that nothing happened to them on the ranch. It was their neighbors that said things. Look, I still don't think I would risk sinking my livelihood in something, even if it was hearsay. Well, you're <laughs> you're really going to be backing that up, yeah, and saying that I, I'm not going to say that I disagree with you. I <laughs> um, so, like I said, they moved in in 1994 with their, their kids, their cows, and the day that they moved in, they started walking around and checking out the property, and they became really surprised to see that the previous owners, the Myers, had placed dead bolt locks on all the doors and all the windows inside and outside of the house. That's fucking weird. Some of the dead bolts were also placed on the kitchen cabinets. And there was also, at the end of the house, iron stakes with heavy chains that were installed to attach to the iron stakes. The Shermans thought that maybe the Myers had, like, guard dogs that were more or less chained to the stakes. But they didn't know why they were there. That's just what they assumed. All that shit's fucking weird. My, my first thought would be, all right, this motherfucker's like serial killer or something. I'm out. 
Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to find on this farm. I can't disagree with you. You're right. I mean, I think if I were to buy a house or, you know, go into a house and I see that there's locks on the inside and the outside and the cabinets have locks and then you had the iron stakes and the chains on top of that i would be like what kind of torture yeah not you know gone place is this nope but the shermans i guess figured well we're kind of fucked now because we put all this money into it so i guess we're here look don't don't buy sight unseen (laughs) so the day that the sherman family had moved in after you know they did the initial property search and saw all the assortment of flocks in the house they were attempting to unload their cattle from their trailer and so this was terry sherman which is dad you know mr sherman and terry's father was there helping terry move the cattle off the, the the trailer they have a lot of cattle already from what i can tell yeah a good amount because i know they got like almost the square mile yeah, so from what I can tell, it's it's quite a bit. And so, as they're doing this, they hear something come out of the woods and, like, was walking towards them. They look up, and they spotted a very large wolf walking from the woods towards them. Like, towards the house, where the kids and everybody was. I guess that really wouldn't set an alarm being out there, kind of undisturbed area, though. Not really, but I still would be like, what the fuck? There's a I wolf mean, co- I'd be, I would shit I my pants. I wouldn't want a wolf coming around me, don't get me wrong, but... I mean, you and I used to live out in the boonies. Yes. And coyotes were very popular. Yes. I mean, you could walk outside and see a coyote almost any given night. It'd be nothing, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be like, holy shit, there's an alien. True. That's true. So, yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, I agree. Um, But this wolf seemed to be relatively friendly he approached the the kids that uh you know the kids that the family had the shermans had and tried to initiate like he wanted them to pet see him. that's where i would fuck up because i i'm the kind of person that tries to pet a raccoon so i'd be like oh puppy i'd pet it <laughs> so the kids did <laughs> oh, the God. kids did pet it poor kids and the dog was like or the wolf was like oh you know the, i'm so you know i'm gonna love him and so the kids are like well dad mom can we have it and terry said no like hell not only no but hell no you know you guys are not yeah. having a wolf and he said you know it's got to go so he attempted to try to make the wolf run away so the wolf decided to retaliate and was more like fuck you terry you won't let me, you know, me stay here with your kiddos and you know boo up with the family and i mean i probably wouldn't have made him run away i probably would have just gone inside and not tried to anger it well eventually it would go away that's probably would have been the best thing to do yeah but the like i said the wolf retaliated and i'm sorry what i'm about to say attacked one of the calves that was coming off of the trailer Aww. And so Terry and his dad tried to more or less beat this wolf to try to get it to let go of the calf. And they kept hitting it. They kept kicking it in the stomach, you know, in the ribs and doing all the things. The wolf would not let go. The wolf wouldn't even flinch. It was like he wasn't even touching them. And so Terry's dad went to go get a gun and he shot the wolf at point blank range and like right behind the neck and like closer to the head. It didn't phase him. Well, this motherfucker's on some flocker or something. Like, the wolf continued to attack this calf. Like, didn't he? Like, it wasn't even they did. It wasn't even like they pinched him. Like, it didn't bother him. And so, Terry did the same thing. He was like, well, shit, I'm going to try it. You know, so Terry contri- tried to shoot him again. That time, the wolf was like, all right, and he let go, and he just 
took off running. But the odd thing was there was no blood left like to even show that the the wolf was shot. There wasn't any flesh, you know, laying there. Like the wolf was not hurt at all. Like there wasn't even a trail of blood. And so Terry um, and his dad decided to try to track the animal because they were like, what the fuck? You know, I know I shot this animal. Yeah. So where's the blood? So they decided to track it. They were able to track it into the woods, like at least a mile into the woods before the tracks just disappeared. Like, gone. I don't think I would have tracked it a mile in. I agree. (laughs) But, I mean, I think by this point, they were just kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, I agree. I'd be like, what the fuck, too. But I ain't gonna track this big-ass wolf. And so, like I said... That was more like just the tip of the iceberg. That That's just the beginning of all the things that has happened to the family. Terry and his wife continued to report that, you know, 18 months into after they had purchased the, you know, the cattle ranch, they had begun to experience an assortment of supernatural things happening. Um, they reported seeing exotic birds there. Um, there were multicolored birds that were not even native to the region if, you know, like, where they're located. Like I said, this is Utah. And they're seeing, like, this assortment of birds that, you know, probably just, like, belong in, I don't know, Brazil or something. Yeah, the Amazon. I don't know. And here's Bigfoot shout out. And they also notice a tall, dark beast who resembled Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I don't, I don't know, man. I think I'd be out. I think I'd have been out before I even paid for it. <laughs> I agree. The second I saw the locks, here's your keys back, returning to sender. Yeah, no thanks. No. I can't do this. Look, take a loss. The loss is better than your life, especially your whole family's life. That's crazy shit. So, I mean, it didn't really, much of it didn't happen more or less to the family. It was more or less just to the livestock there. And on another occasion, Terry had reported that he and his wife were walking throughout the ranch and they had saw a figure near their horses. And so they were like, what, what is that thing, you know, by our horses? Let me go down there and see if it's okay. So they said that the creature that they saw was relatively standing lower to the ground. So I'm assuming somewhat shorter-ish. They said that it was heavily muscled and it weighed approximately 200 pounds. And they said that it had red curly hair and a bushy tail. They described it as someone looking like a hyena. That's a big-ass hyena. And that's what I thought, like, have they ever, like, a 200-pound hyena? That is a big-ass hyena. So Terry tried to walk towards the animal, uh, more or less to walk, walk towards his horses, see if his horse was okay. And he said that the mysterious animal just disappeared in front of his eyes. And he ran over to his horse to check on him. And the horse had numerous claw marks running down its leg. Like whatever animal it was had attacked the horse. And a few months later, his neighbors you know, bordering the cattle ranch, also reported seeing the same animal creature question mark thing running in there across their property as well. Fuck that. I I couldn't do it. I'm just going to say before I get into any of the rest of this stuff, I could not live here. (laughs) I couldn't do it either. A 200 pound hyena. (laughs) I just, I couldn't do it. So in June of 1996, Terry and Gwen reported to their local news about finding crop circles. And this is when they started to see the UFOs happening there. And then that's when the ca- the cattle mutilation started happening They really do the have ranch. a little bit of everything hitting them. Mm-hmm. They really do. Damn. It's kind of like an Oprah Winfrey sir, um, episode of, you know, like passing out an assortment of, <laughs> you get a cryptid, you get a UFO, hey, you get a crop circle and- oh, <laughs> You don't get for- fucked, you get fucked, you get fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean- <laughs> 
basically. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to throw out the trigger warning about what happens to the cows. I'm going to try to make this quick, fast, in a hurry, but just bear with me. So one of the cows that they had found on their property was, thankfully, I will say all the things that has happened to these cows, they're dead. At least they're dead. They're, at least they're dead. It had one of the cows on the left side of its eye had a hole I'm assuming six inches because it mentions a similar hole in another cow here in just a minute. Like a six six inch hole in the center of its left eyeball. Oh, that's fucking weird. The cow, nothing else was left, you know, nothing else was wrong with the cow. It was otherwise untouched. Just a hole in its left eyeball. Also, I will say with all these other cows too, there's no blood anywhere. It's like they're drained of blood. So keep that in mind too. Another cow, this is all at the same time. They're all in a similar, like, standing or area, if that makes sense. Um, another cow was found, same eyeball, same six-inch hole in its eye. And it also had an inch-deep hole cut in, carved out of its rectum. See, that's aliens. It's aliens. They're, they're probing and testing. An inch-deep owl. Oh, well, you said they were dead. I hope True. he was dead. I mean... We're gonna say it's dead. Oh, I fucking hope it was dead. And so the last cow, this one was not dead. Oh. Its left ear was completely chopped off, like, gone. And its right ear was just severed, like, sliced right down the middle. Like, it looks like, it was reported to have, like, a surgically removed, like, accuracy of the cut. What the fuck? Like, a clean cut, just right down the middle. And, like I said, again, in all three cases of these animals... No blood was found. There was nothing. They said that there was like a chemical odor that was there, but they don't know what it was. Like what the odor, what they could define it as. They just said it was a chemical type smell. But again, there was no evidence of predators, no footprints, tire tracks to say like maybe somebody like a human did it. So it couldn't be some psychopath wanting to be some kind of animal doctor and practicing shit. Yes, there there was nothing. That's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Throughout the years, more things continued to happen. The pastures began to light up for no apparent reason. Like, they would just change colors. Like, lights would come up around them. You know, again, UFOs. It was just like random colors. So, like, in the middle of the night? In the middle of the night. Heavy machinery could be heard operating around. But there was no but there heavy was nothing, machinery. No heavy machinery. There was screaming, unfamiliar voices, like languages, like unfamiliar languages being talked that they could like hear the voices of. But this is all pointing towards alien. But they couldn't tell what it was or where it was coming from. And then, of course, more crop circles began to pop all around alien. the ranch. All going towards alien. And so the Shermans finally became annoyed with all the things that were happening on the farm. It was about fucking time. <laughs> they again decided to report to the neighbors and report it to the local newspapers to discuss what was going on. So three months later, after they were continuing to talk about their story, it got the attention of a very, very wealthy man from Las Vegas named Robert Bigelow. And he was also known as to be a UFO enthusiast. So that was like really his thing. And so he went to the Sherman and asked if he could buy the property for $200,000. dollars $200,000. 480 acre property. For $200,000. Damn. <laughs> I still wouldn't live there. I agree. And so Robert's idea was to, along with the deal of the $200,000, Robert was more or less paying Terry to work for him and be like a hired farmhand on the farm. Because Robert ended up providing cattle 
to the farm and had Terry run it. So Robert's plan was to get this um, business running and to do like scientific research on the farm. And his study was called the National Institute for Discovery Science. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. I think I have actually. But he formed this to kind of do like a round the clock surveillance. 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 I can't say surveillance. Surveillance. (laughs) (laughs) He created the National Institute for Discovery Science to do round-the-clock surveillance on the ranch, kind of like hoping that he might be able to kind of catch some of this happening. So he would put up cameras and all the things, and I also asked Terry to report if he saw anything. Nothing ever was really kind of been able to give physical proof, if that... So these people are, are these aliens or whatever they are, they're camera shy. Yes, yes. Like Bigfoot. It would be like a thing of, like, you would see it, it would happen, and then you would notice that the cattle was off for a minute, and then it was like, within the same minute that you noticed that they were off, it was like, holy shit, what happened to them? There was no proof. Like, so, like, an interference the- or a, a cut, like like the Elisa Lamb. Like the surveillance video in the elevator? Yes. There's a missing chunk. Yes. Kind so of like that. Yes, yes. So since there was no physical evidence to back up what Bigelow was trying to prove, much less what the Sherman family was trying to, you know, claim to the newspapers and everything, uh, the National Institute of Discovery Sci- Science ended up disbanding in 2004. And so, fast forward a little bit ahead of time, the National Institute of Discovery Science was replaced with what was known as Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, also known as BASS. 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 I kind of wish you could just see the the thoughts <laughs> in my face. That's why I stopped for a minute because I was just like, Bass. I'm going to let this settle for just a second. This dude likes to go fishing, don't he? I thought the same thing when I read <laughs> it because it's B-A-A-S-S. Bass. Bass. <laughs> I like to go catch me some bass. <laughs> Well, Bigelow used bass as a way to kind of do a more secretive operation and kind of do more things without really getting attention, but he wanted attention from one specific agency or organization known as the government. Okay, so he wanted to do some covert ops and directly relayed the information to only the government so there wasn't the extra added bullshit that comes along with People trying to jump on saying they saw shit too. Yes, exactly. I got you. And so that is what his goal was doing. And he was continuing to do that until until 2007. Remember, the first one fell through in 2004. So now we're in 2007. It's just three years. And so three years later, we have what is called as the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. ATIP is what it's called. Or ATIP. They just love coming up with new shit. These names kill me. And so ATIP was a secret agency that was funded by, of course, no one other than the United States of Defense Department. They were using their abilities to help kind of discover what these UFOs were doing and primarily why UFOs were appearing on S. Walker Ranch. Well, you know, the government, I guess they were wanting to put this money into it because I think this year, early this year, they actually said, you know, like, UFOs, ah, we can't really disprove it. Like, they could be a thing. And 
this kind of fed into more or less of causing that because more people were like, okay, because as I get into this, like towards the end, they end up blocking off this entire place. Like today, you cannot go there. You can't visit it. You can't go nowhere near it. Like like Area 51. It's treated just like Area 51. Yes. Just like it. That's interesting. Like the cops will like, like the local police will pull you over. Not really like to tell you're in trouble or to write you a ticket, but more or less give you a warning to say, hey, you're trying to seek out something that like we truly do believe in you're fucking with something greater than you you need to leave because you it can tell that you're wanting it so it's going to take up it feels that energy yes and it's gravitated towards you and so they're more or less you need you, you, you need to go I, see i wouldn't try to go there anyway I, I agree. So the next several years, $22 million was spent on this program. And it was to investigate the UFOs and all the uh, just unexplainable events happening. That's a lot of fucking money. I, it, it was. It was funded by Louis Elizondo. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. Um, from the Pentagon. And okay. so, so the Department of Defense. And Louis had some money, you know, to spend. And so he was like. We're, we're just going aliens. To Why so, not? Right, right. I'm I'm interested in the aliens. I also have a buddy, and the buddy's name is Henry. Sorry, the buddy's name is Harry Reid, and Harry is a Democrat of the Senate Majority Leader. Or sorry, he's a Harry Reid is a Senate Majority Leader for the Democrat Party, and he is BFFs with no other than Robert Bigelow. So we got a well-funded, well-connected. Alien hunting club. Yes. Robert joined all his alien, rich, wealthy friends and decided to make a big research club. And they decided to invest all their money into trying to figure out where UFOs come from and what they do and all the things. Maybe we're not meant to know. (laughs) And to kind of reiterate or segue back to what you had said a few minutes ago about how we're just now, or the government is just now beginning to acknowledge this stuff is really happening. So in 2017, the New York Times in 2017 released a story saying that the Department of Defense officially confirmed that the government was funding this program and it was ran by Senator Harry Reid. And the senator did agree. And he said, yeah, you know, I, me and Mr. Bigelow are, were doing our thing and trying to research it and look into it. Like I said, that is, they've continued just researching, flying under the radar until like so much as like today. I mean, the Department of Defense still never has really officially acknowledged that they have found anything or see anything. Um, but they admit that they have been somewhat partaking in it. But so um, all these years, all these conspiracy theorists saying that the government's hiding shit. They might have actually been right. Yes, because it says that the program was technically shut down in 2012. Nobody really messed with it from 2012 until 2016. From 2012 to 2016, the ranch was unoccupied, sold for, which is a rumored amount, nobody knows for sure, was sold for $4.5 million dollars. So, of course, like I said, the amount is rumored to be possibly $4.5 million Which to... is a whole lot better than 200000 True, true. <laughs> Adamantium Holdings bought the company. And in that time frame, they started putting up more privacy-related things. And so Bigelow's company completely fell apart. It was replaced when the new owners bought the property. And in the same year, the same company decided to buy more of the surrounding properties to more or less make it private property instead of public so they could close it off to make it to where the public is not able to come to the ranch anymore. They can't even the get close anymore. to it. 
Yes. They had requested to see if they could do this and it was approved. So like I said, the property is now deemed as private and there is warning signs all over it and it says that no access is granted. There's gates on top of gates and, you know, a lot of things trying to prevent you from entering. And like I said, also the police will, you know, warn you to stay away. But besides- If I've got that many things telling me to turn around- I'm gonna turn the fuck around. I mean, you would be surprised. There's there's some there's some people interested in. You I know, mean, so. they were gonna do that Area 51 raid thing. Exactly. Oh, that Naruto. Naruto. That Naruto. Naruto. That Naruto. That Naruto run. Naruto run. <laughs> that Naruto run. <laughs> Everything is more or less maintained of the ability of being private. And then in 2018, the real estate company that had bought the ranch was the one who officially trademarked the name SW Ranch or Skinwalker Ranch. I feel like that's kind of a slap in the native's face. I agree. I mean, if if they know that that the natives feel like it's going to give it power. That they should not name it Yeah, that. I mean, at least call it the fucked up ranch or SW Ranch or... I don't see why they just wouldn't stick with like Sherman Ranch or even name it Bigelow Ranch or Bigelow something. Bigelow Ranch would have been fine. Something I mean, completely different. I wouldn't... That would make me think Deuce Bigelow or something. <laughs> right. I don't think I'd be going out there, no. <laughs> and so, with that being said, that's the story of SW Ranch. Of course, like I said, I don't feel comfortable saying the name because I feel like it's disrespectful. I'd rather respect our natives. Uh, They deserve to be here more than we do, really. I agree. I mean, not not personally us. It's not our fault for our ancestors. But historically speaking, we do need to, as a nation, I feel like, we need to accept responsibility that there's been a lot of fucking wrongdoing in America. I agree. Uh, I mean, it, it's something so simple as naming a ranch like that, mm-hmm. that that's just so disrespectful. I could not agree more. That's not a step in the right direction. It's not. And so, maybe, who knows, down the road, they might change the name to make it more politically correct. Who knows? I don't see that happening, unfortunately. I don't, I don't either. But until then, at least, you know, we can continue our appropriate culture and, you know, refer to it in some other, you know, form of a, a calling or a name or something. And like I said, I feel more comfortable calling it either S. Walker Ranch or calling it Sherman Ranch. You know, either or. But I will say later on, I may do some more follow-up stories with S-Walkers. You know, it won't be pertaining to the ranch. interesting because I know I've seen a little bit about um, energy sources in that plateau you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've actually measured energy sources and I think radiation as well. Yes. So... I'm going to be checking out the Netflix series that's on it and anything else. I'm going to start looking into it. It's pretty interesting. Aliens and monsters and... That's it's on Hulu. Horrific. The, Hulu. Hulu. But yes, it's it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. But I think that that was a great segue for me to kind of get into more of a deeper dive on what S-Walkers were. Um, yes. So like I said, it was more or less just a touch, but it was also my way of initiating all the cryptids and all the things and all the spooky-ooky stuff, you know, kind of like stepping out of Halloween, but still kind of initiating well, my weird part of this podcast. We're always kind of in Halloween mode, to be fair. That is very true. Very we're, true. we're very odd people. <laughs> but, you know, I've actually learned talking to people at work, we're not the only people that have to put on, like, ID channel to go to sleep. <laughs> there are a lot of people like us. So if you're one of those weird people, welcome home. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so with that being said, if there's any stories that you guys know about S walkers, or if you know anybody who has may encountered any or anything just related to them that you find interesting or if I I may have said something wrong. Please correct me. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And I will update my information the next time we record. Absolutely. We'll we'll actually even give you a shout out for correcting us. Yes. So think about it. If there's something you guys are interested in, please, you know, reach out to us. And again, all of our information, all of our socials and the email is linked in the description below. And so that is in the show notes. All you got to do is tap onto the show, the, the podcast, and scroll down, and you'll see all the information. But if you want to be lazy, that's allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. There you go. That makes me so happy. <laughs> if you guys find anything interesting, continue to listen to us. But we hope that you enjoyed the story, and I guess that's all we got. Absolutely. Dig some into it yourself. Let us know what you find out. Have fun researching. All right, bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylant, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?